Hello and welcome to another podcast by myself. I'm Ross Martin, the host of Unfound Help Podcast. And today I'm joined by Eric Pierce. Uh, Eric, he is a entrepreneur for over 20 years now. Um, he's based in America, uh, let's say in Florida or, or just in the northern parts of, of Florida. Uh, I'm over in the United Kingdom, as many of you may know by now. Um, so we're here to talk about a bit of his you know, past businesses or business he's currently working on and some of his businesses that he's going to be doing uh, somewhat in the near future. Eric, welcome to the podcast and uh, thank you for joining. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. It's an absolute awesome. pleasure. <laughs> uh, we, we, we actually have been talking for <laughs> the past for like 45 minutes, minutes now. <laughs> so much for nine o'clock. Yeah, so much for so much for usually I start packing up this conversation with people, but we've only just started <laughs> recording. Oh gosh, this podcast is going to be an absolute change for people. Well, it's a good one. Um, exactly. <laughs> welcome. Thank um, you. Let, let's let's actually just start a little bit about you, and let's just take it to see where it goes. A bit about your past is that you have been growing up with, you know doing a bit of your own businesses and before we get on to what you actually are sort of here to talk about a bit let's talk about what your current business is sure. seeing as that's what we have been talking about for the past 40 <laughs> minutes <laughs> but that leads on to how you actually got into doing what you're doing nowadays exactly anyway so it does actually connect with one another um, you do have a business currently called 30a boat valet Yep. which is a boat business predominantly right now focused on pontoon boats and hiring yep. out those. Um, talk about that business, how you started it, why you started it, and why you have seen the success from the get-go. Well, I would say I'm going to do a comp. You know how this is. You know me by now. This is going to be like a mixture of stuff. For my answer like i can't i can't ever answer a question just straight answer i mean how boring would that be though like if i just answered your question like give me a look like oh okay so i'm gonna have to like direct this more all right so okay so then what did you say to that guy no i'm kidding i'm not that guy so <clears throat> so here's your combination of answers for the one question or well the combination of questions um because that was like three questions in one yeah, um, I like to throw things at people sometimes. Stop. Yeah, talking. and then I'm like, okay, which one do I catch first? Like, anyways, uh, so I started the business because I've lived in my current area, which is called uh, Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Um, if anybody that's listening to this, if that sounds kind of familiar, it's close to a place called Destin, Florida. Um, another place it's close to is called Miramar Beach, Florida or Panama City, Florida, Pensacola, Florida. The reason I throw out all the cities is because um, we have, our area has like a pretty much a global presence at this point, where if you mention Destin to someone, you'll get a crowd of people that know Destin. If you mention Santa Rosa Beach, there's a crowd of people that know Santa Rosa Beach because there's, a, there's another little town or road within that city called 30A. This is a scenic highway that looks over the Gulf of Mexico. And there's a lot of wealth there. So you've got, uh, we've got several billionaires that have homes here. You've got, you've got people that have, um, you know, massive net, net worths. They're CEOs, they're entrepreneurs, they're investors. Um, you know, you've got some, um, uh, what do you call it? Silicon Valley money here and stuff like that. So you've got these giant houses uh, multi-million dollar homes on the beach um, in that area. So the area has become known uh, as 30A because of that. Everything's kind of posh and, uh, you know, upper scale and stuff like that. Yet, the funny thing is when you see these people, they're wearing flip-flops, tank tops, shorts, you know, swim trunks, things like that. And they're driving golf carts down the road, you know, like these buggies and stuff like that. You, you know, it's not, we get some, we have some really nice cars here, for example, but you get a lot of these people with money and they come here to relax. Mm. So they come here and they're spending their time on the beach, on the boat, whatever they're doing. So uh, there's a speed limit, uh, 35 miles per hour 
um, on this road, this, the entire road, there's like probably 30, 30, 40 miles of, of road, this, you know, scenic highway. And what the law is here is anything, uh, if carts, if these golf carts or buggies are um, registered, they're licensed, they can drive anywhere that's 35 miles per hour or under, right? So you'll just see lines of golf carts driving up and down the roads, going to the beach, parking at the houses. Like instead of seeing the Ferrari and the Lambo or the rules sit in the driveway, you see a bunch of golf carts. What most people don't know is one of those golf carts might be a $60,000 golf cart. Mm. So it's like super upper scale, right? If they've got 60 grand to burn on a golf cart, it's like no big deal. Um, and so uh, super wealthy area. And I called it 30A for two purposes. Uh, me and my business, 30A Boat Valet. The business actually started as a launch and pickup service, meaning um, uh, I would go to an owner's boat that was stored on land, meaning sitting on a trailer on a parking spot rather than at a dock in the water. I would go connect to it with my truck and I would take it to the, the ramp where you put the boat in the water. I'd put the boat in the water for them. Then when they're, when they're done with it, I'd go back and load it back up in the trailer and take it back to the parking spot and wash it for them. So it was a launch and pickup service. So I called it 30A Boat Valet as a sense of identifying with the area because I live close to 30A anyway. Um, I also used that brand because that area has been branded as 30A, right? And everybody hears, whenever they hear 30A, they think of money, they think of wealth, they think of the beach, think of you know turquoise water and so on. So it's got this certain brand presence. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start this business. I'm gonna use the 30A branding to help me get started so people will recognize the business. So I, I basically, we, you know, we talked about sitting on the shoulders of giants or standing mm -hmm. on the shoulders of giants when you're, when you're growing or going somewhere. Well, that's what I did in this case too. So basically I branded with the 30A brand so that it would become instantly recognizable. So the plan from the get-go is brand with, uh, brand with this area. And then as I get my audience built to a certain point, then I will rebrand into my own brand. And then it will be this brand that's located here, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like jumpstart to the business. And it worked. And, um, and so it started as the launch pickup service. And from there, I started watching the, watching the market around. I had the idea of starting, you know, getting my own boat and, you know, running it out or chartering anyway. I just wasn't sure of exactly how I wanted to do it. And then one day it just came to me when I was out there watching some rental companies and I saw, you know, some damage that the renters had done on a boat and, you know, it just was a mess. Um, and I, I heard some other stories from other people I knew in the industry here. And I'm like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep the name because the valet still works for like, it's like a chauffeur. It's like a high-end chauffeur service, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep the brand. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a luxury pontoon. So it's a tri-tune, has three hulls on it or three tubes, if you will, instead of two. Uh, I'm going to get a higher end brand, um, Avalon and pontoons. And I'm sure you know of Avalon, um, but they're basically, I call them the Mercedes of uh, pontoon boats because they ride different than any other boat. They look different. They don't have their, you know, your typical pontoon boat has like, it has the screen, right? The wall. And then it's got the framing, the aluminum framing that holds that screen in place. Mm. Well, Avalons are designed uh, the opposite. So the screen's on the outside and the framing's on the inside. So it just gives it this much cleaner look. They're also designed and, and built very tough, you know, and rough, easy to replace parts, high quality, um, you know, and here we go going off again. But uh, like even their tubes, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with, with pontoons. Typically, it's like a tube is one piece, right? If something happens to one, you either have you to replace the whole thing, replace the whole thing, or you have to like spot weld it. If you get like you hit a rock or something, spot weld it closed until that spot comes off at some point, and you have to spot it again until it's band aided so much that you just replace the whole pontoon, yeah. right? 
Well, Avalon makes their tubes in sections. They do eight foot sections. So if something happens to the pontoon or to the tube, you just take that section out and replace the section itself. Done. It's, it's also so better awesome. for it's also better for you know safety purposes. For if something yes. were to happen whilst you're on the water, you yep. know that pontoon's not going to go down. You still have the other capsules which will keep exactly. you going for for you know safety purposes. It's and that, a clever, and that's clever exactly way. Why I chose that. Yeah, no, but I. I chose that because of uh, that brand, because the look for one thing, it had mm -hmm. to look high end, aesthetically uh, appeasing. Like um, even the paint scheme on it, uh, the the main boat, like the, the boat I started with, everybody calls it the hot rod because <laughs> of the way it looks. So it's like, have you seen like a 1957 Chevy Bel Air car? I, I can't particularly picture that in my mind but I, I have an idea of what you're talking about yes okay so when we get done with this google a 1957 chevy bel air and i'll send you a picture of my boat and you'll be like oh my goodness you're right because that's what it looks like and it's a boat so it just has such a different look to it you know you can see it come from a mile away too it's red it's red and black and it has a chrome stripe down the side of it so it's like, it's not uh, something. Yes, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, I know those cars. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you do that and then, um, and then, you know, I'll send you a picture of, of the boat and you're going to, you're going to see the resemblance like instantly. So having that is eye popping as it is. It's also a fast boat. It's got, you know, so it's got all this luxury stuff, right? All these higher end kind of, kind of things. It was also priced accordingly. Um, I put it on the water and I started marketing as the number one luxury pontoon charter in the area. Because if you don't brand yourself, nobody else will. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I started branding that branding is year round also, because for some stupid reason, the local companies in our area market as being seasonal. With 27 million visitors year round, it's not seasonal. Plus, we've got a population increase of 5% a year. So it's like, you guys are stuck 30 years ago when there was nothing here. Because that's how the area was, uh, was built. We, this area is built around water. We're on basically a, a long peninsula. And we've got Bay on one side and then the Gulf of Mexico on the other side. And um, <clears throat> the only way to get to areas is bridges. So we're surrounded by bridges. Um, the longest bridge we have in the area, I think is seven miles. So it's like, we're in America, but you feel like you're in the islands when you're here. It's the craziest feeling. And I get this from a lot of customers. They look around and you know the area, one of the popular areas is called Crab Island. It's basically a big sandbar um, right by the ocean. Uh, it's by one of the passes and uh people love it because it feels like the caribbean you just park up and just have a day on the uh anchor islands, pretty much deep. yeah people just drink relax have a good time chill out and they'll they'll stay out there 10 hours it's nuts now in terms of your fleet of of uh boats now we'll talk a little bit on the business side of things to try and tie everything in because that's what uh i do is oh, we don't tie anything in here not in this podcast we just ask <laughs> random questions and give random answers oh gosh that are way off the mark by the way and <laughs> uh, we tie them in at the end somehow we I'll figure it out i'll tie everything in somehow don't worry about that that's what that's what i'm here we'll for. figure it out We'll figure it out when we get there. We're not there yet. In terms of your fleet, now uh, we were discussing, I do have a background of working in the you know boating industry myself. That's uh, what I was doing for a about three years or so, um, you know, whilst I was working in the Middle East. Um, mm -hmm. Fleet-wise, now you do have, you know, I was just looking at Avalon whilst you were talking away and, and listening. Don't worry, I'm not ignoring what you're saying. I have. No, it's okay. I was watching your eyes. I have it in my mind, you know, I, I do things, two, three things at a time, usually. Um, Me too. I'm trying to drink water while we're doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you have you were saying that you sit on the sort of the luxury range of of you know because that's what you're trying to do with 30a you were trying to keep up not only is that your area but then that's what you're now trying to uh, provide with your customers keeping them with that luxury sort of feel uh they have a nice range of catamaran and not catamarans well they are catamarans some of them but they're really, pontoons yeah. um and then you have the tri hulls as well that you were talking about as well. So mm-hmm. I do listen to what people talk about. I might not seem like it, but <laughs> I take on information. Do you have a range of like the Catalinas um, and the Excaliburs or what range? Because now you were talking about seasonal times. Now I know from, from where I was working, we do have seasonals, uh, you know, seasonal basis is where. During this season, say the Easter season, we know it's it's not too bad. But then we know during the summer season, and I know for you yourselves in, in America, you have like July 4th, uh, where your season is pretty much skyrocketing. Oh yeah. Do you have um uh do you have a set amount of personally or should I say company-owned crafts? And then during high seasons, you bring in maybe externally um, rented or, or commission-based crafts or anything to be able to keep up with the influx of people. Actually, what what <laughs> what's come about is I've got uh, we have one boat that's the company boat, um, which we're going to be expanding this year's is company boats. And then what's happened is the other boats that have come in have been from, you know, what we were talking about where people have been watching what I'm, what I'm doing. And they just come up and say, if I get a boat, can I put it in your system? And, you know, we do a deal or whatever. And I'm like, sure. Well, that's happened right now. We have three boats, two of them are partner boats. Um, and then I have another, I think three or four partner boats coming on several others, uh, looking at doing it as well. Plus I'm planning to buy another, um, at least three to five more boats this year, uh, that are, you know, company boats, uh, Mm. that I own or that the the business owns. So it's a mixture and, and the way our season works now, if I wait till summer to bring them on, uh, it'll be too late. So what I'm, what I'm trying to do is get loaded up for March because spring break starts when all the colleges from the Southeast US um, and other states, pretty much just about every state in America now takes spring break here. It's the 10 years ago, it wasn't like that. Mm. 10, 15, 20 years ago, it wasn't like that at all. You had basically you had Georgia uh, or the, kind of the Southeast states that would all come down to Florida. Um, and now we're the entire country, getting people all the way from California, Oregon, New York. Michigan, Wisconsin, even Canada, all coming down to our little, you know, area to vacation. And they're all here at the same time. Traffic gets nuts, by the way, like a 20 minute drive, you're going to be on the road for three hours. Pleasant. And it's nuts. And, and the thing is, is most of them don't know how to drive either. Mm. Uh, that's another subject. I won't touch on that because that'll, that'll ruffle my, <laughs> my own feathers. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a whole other issue. Um, I'm actually working on, I have plans to solve part of that uh, by doing a transfer service here. Yeah, is one see, thing that I'm again, that's that's working on customer service, but solutions. Now, I'll, yeah. I'll go back a little bit to talking about your fleets and stuff like that. Because Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the point was. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I like to get interested in those sort of things because of, yeah. of you know how I used to do it. Now, well, in terms of say, now you don't have to answer these questions in case certain people are listening, but if you can, that's purely up to you. In terms of uh, the legality side, when it comes to say insurance and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because you as a company, at the end of the day, are liable for particular things like when your customers are on board the boats mm-hmm. you have the li- liability for their health and safety now that's because you're the ownership you own the boat mm-hmm. on your boat but when it comes right. to people renting the boats to you essentially because that's what's happening 
because they are the owners of their boat, but you are renting it. What does the legal reason, uh, what's the legal liability under that? How, how does that work in, in certain terms? Because obviously there's different insurance policies and, and yep. stuff like that. So do you have like a third party insurance policy that covers you or do you have to cover um, a different insurance coverage? Um, the way that works is for one, um, yes, we do operate under bareboat law here uh, um, in Florida anyway. I mean, it, there's other states that do as well, but um, under bareboat law, uh, what that does is the customer becomes the owner of the vessel for the term of the booking. Um, and so they take full responsibility for, uh, for the vessel um, during that time. I also back that up with liability release waivers. So okay. uh, not only do they sign a contract with us uh, under bare boat law, which also, by the way, allows technically up to 13 people, which uh, I'm sure you're aware of. See, I still battle that with some of the old local, you know, rental companies here. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of conflict because they don't know that law. Mm. Um, they only know six pack. You can't have more than six people in your vessel. So this is a constant conflict I have with people. And I literally quote the law to them. And then I have an attorney who specializes in bare boat. I'll, I'll pull him up and I'll like say, okay, blah, 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 blah. I'll like type a quick message to him on uh, messenger. He'll type something. I screenshot it and go, here you go. <laughs> Here's from my attorney. <laughs> and, and then they kind of get this. Well, is your vessel, you know, they, they do this thing. Anyway, that's another story going off again. Um, so insurance purposes, insurance, the insurance industry is changing. There is a, um, a local company that I found here that specializes in doing insurance. Uh, it's, it's almost like it works almost like a personal insurance with a bare boat extension. So it's a personal policy. So you can use it when you're on the boat as well. But then when you charter it out, um, it covers the bare boat side. It's really fascinating. It's like a hybrid policy. Mm. And they're the only ones that I've spoken to that does this. Um, and they're here locally, which is awesome. They're also a fraction of the cost of a lot of the uh, other companies as well. Um, now they're, when I say hybrid, I mean, they, they're, they're personal and commercial at the same time, but you're not paying the price for commercial and you don't have the same requirements as commercial. Mm. Um, like, you know, uh, commercial uh, requires you to have a, a lot of them I talk to, they want you to have a fleet of five boats or more before they'll even look at covering you. So as a single boat owner, when I first stepped into this, it was kind of like, well, so much for that. that that's not cool. So the only way I could do it is have a good personal policy and then have a waiver, right? Um, well, then I found this other company and uh, started talking to them. I'm like, this is awesome. And they're the only company I've found so far that does it. And, and then they can also cover captains too. So I, get, I actually have captains added to the policy, which is really cool because then I can switch them out, you know? Yeah, because so, that's, yeah. An, that's another thing is, is captains um, is, again, do they work for you? directly as employed under you or are they say uh brought in just for uh you know season based because again that's certain things that i used to have to deal with and, and right and insurance was you know again um we had in a whole entire company insurance policy because that's what we had to have, which covers yeah. a certain amount of liability and whatever. Mm -hmm. We also had our customers sign waivers uh, yep. because it had to be done like that. However, you know, there's still that sense of responsibility and liability that you have to cover uh, right. as a company, uh, not just themselves. So that's why liability I was asking. Insurance, yeah. The reason I wanted to ask it is because I, you were saying that some of the boats aren't yours. So that's why I wanted to Correct. understand how, so how that worked. That's, that's actually really easy because the way we do the partnership, the boat owner uh, provides the insurance. Mm. So mm. when they, when they come in, uh, come into this, I had them um, get the insurance because they're still the owner. I'm not the owner of the vessel. I'm just merely almost 
it's almost like some of these platforms like, you know, getmyboat.com or boat setter or some of the, you know, some of the other ones where they're, they're like the platform that's being used. So I'm almost like the platform they're using to uh, charter the boat out. Marketing company, marketing. Their yeah, like a market. I'm the marketing company, exactly. And that's one of the things they ask me. Would you, you know, can you market market the boat and get it booked for me? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah. So, um, so they, you know, they provide the insurance. They do all all that stuff. They own the boat. Um, what I'm doing basically is bringing the rent. The uh, tr- we'll call it the charterer. Um, and then I, you know, I help them with other aspects as well, you know, keeping the boat clean or whatever if they want, different things like that. But, but yeah, as far as insurance goes, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Um, they get a policy. I have a policy for mine. They have a policy for theirs. Pretty simple. Now, in in terms of uh, growth for your for your company, you were talking about that for the time being, you do have the one, and that within hopefully this year. Uh, you're going to move up to an additional three to five boats of your own. Oh, no, which much is... bigger than that. We're trying to get to 10 by uh, March. Owned owned by yourself or within total fleet? Total fleet. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm planning to get at least one more boat by March. Um, and then the rest will be uh, partnered. Yeah. And then uh, by the end of the year, uh, the goal is 25 boats, um, five Five to seven of which will be ours. Yeah. The rest managed. Uh, we're trying to include at least one, one or two yachts in there. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the progressive stage I wanted to, you know, get up to. Is is do you have that progression to move up from the pontoon yeah. stages to a uh, to you know bigger boats? um or onto the stage of of yachts because you were saying before that on this one coast you have the gulf of mexico and the other side you have the bay so obviously you have the two sides of both worlds correct you are able to technically have anything you really want to do providing your imagination and the funding for it um so you want to move into the yachting side as well which is yes. a great revenue stream. Um, and again, something that uh, I'm sure you can do. So yeah. have you seen, have you seen or, or heard a lot of your customers asking about that? Because the reason is why, why do you see your company who is in the pontoon business yet you mm-hmm. are wanting to push down into the yachting scene because Florida is big on their boats. Yes, so, so definitely. Is that something you see because of Spring Bake and, and and that sort of works, or why do you want to move into that realm as well? I part of it's um, a, a gap in the market. There's mm-hmm. only a, a few yachts here that charter out, and nobody actually, in my opinion, does it right. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion is get newer, get quality, mm-hmm. get a well-made brand, get something that looks good. And then back it up with service, have a good crew, uh, you know, great amenities, um, things of that sort and do different types of excursions. Most of them here, they, you know, remember that crab Island sandbar I told you about? Yeah. Most of them go to that sandbar and anchor and that's all they do. What I'm planning to do is do excursions to, um, uh, there's, you know, those areas like Pensacola beach, like I was telling you about, there's some other beaches and other uh, peninsulas that connect to our peninsula and there's, you know, all these different things you can do. Well, I want to take them there. I want to take them out in the ocean and take them there and then, um, offer up to like, let's say they come here for a couple of weeks. Well, if they want to, I want them to be able to stay on the boat for a week Mm -hmm. so they can get on the boat. They can go over here, whatever, go dock at the Marina or go anchor somewhere and actually stay multiple nights. So no one else here is doing that. And I want to be, uh, I'll, I can guarantee you I'm going to be the first to offer that, uh, that service. Um, and that's the big selling point is uh, when people go on boats or yachts here, the few that are here, they don't stay on them overnight. They don't get to me. That's the full experience of, of yachting is actually staying living on the boat. And, um, and so let alone having new yachts, you know, uh, like the new uh, Vire 77, the Vire 55 HT, 
or you know a princess v72 v78 x95 those are obviously we're getting to the upper echelon of uh of some yachts there um sun seekers but nobody does it here and that's why i want to do it because i i see a massive gap in the market and i have a, i actually have a lot of demand for it um probably 50 percent 40 to 50 percent of my uh client base is telling me hey let us know when you get the, get the first yacht because we want to go on it because what i do is i actually i give on the boat and then uh you know, if I meet them or if I'm talking to them on text, I'll send them pictures of what we're, you know, what I'm looking at. I'll say, is this something that you would want to go on? Like, Absolutely. As soon as you get it, I want to be the first customer. So let me know. And then they'll actually, uh, you know, I've, I've kept communication with them since last year. Say, hey, did you get the yacht yet? I'm like, not yet. We're working on it. All right. Let me know as soon as you do. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And I even tell them how much, you know, what's going to cost. And they're like, let me know. And, uh, you know, when you're quoting people, you know, 50 grand for a couple of days, a hundred grand, 200 grand, stuff like that. And they're not even blinking at it. And they're just saying, yeah, let me know. It's like, fair enough. Okay. Um, fair enough. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yacht, yachting, especially when it comes to the larger yachts, um, yacht chartering is, is not a, a cheap industry at all. Uh, and if you hit the right market, you can start making, you know, some good money. Yeah. Um, and that's when you can start taking on, you know, crew and whatnot. But uh, you don't need much crew for, for a, a 95 foot or a 100 foot. You don't need a large amount of crew. But it's like you said, customer yeah. service is the most key thing you can provide. It's very interesting. <laughs> I, I honestly, I my my brain is filling up with... Um, ideas right now for you uh i'm sure you have the ideas as well because <laughs> we were honestly talking about this before well, let me, so, in, in, speaking of which let me give you an idea of how how the whole partner thing came about because that's hmm. not something i haven't i have not even marketing this but just to give you an idea of how this is happening <clears throat> my wife and i take my daughter out for a walk in her neighborhood this was about two weeks ago. We're out walking around. <clears throat> we're, we're on our way back home. We get in front of our neighbor's house, literally next door. Like I'm looking at their house right now. It's like right there. That's their house, right? We're walking up and, and we're like, hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, it's going really good. Hey, I wanted to um, ask you a, a question. We, you know, we have kind of a, some business in mind that we've been, we've been thinking about, you know, do you have any time that we could uh, talk about possibly doing a, a venture together? And I'm like, sure. And in my mind, I start going, they've been watching the boat stuff. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so the next thing she says, yeah, I've been watching your, um, I've been watching your, uh, your Facebook page and uh, Instagram and everything. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're really interested if you know we could do something with you with a, a boat or something like that and i'm like yeah we can talk about it and it, and i'm finding these people just walking up to me just random people whether it be neighbors or people in town and they're coming up and they're doing this saying hey if i get a boat and can i put it in your system too and i'm like okay sure <laughs> so this is just stuff you know like i said you know i have hey big girl this is my daughter. <laughs> I'm having wrong with my band-aid. Welcome to the okay. podcast as well. <laughs> What's that? I said welcome to the podcast issue. as well. Uh, I'm having problems with my band-aid because I couldn't wrap it on it. Okay, well, let me put it back on here for you, and I'll get you a new one when I get done. <laughs> She's waving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. Part of life right here, right? That's my friend is that your friend mm -hmm. hello hi that's mr ross <laughs> say hi mr ross hi mr ross <laughs> all right i'll be out in a little bit oh bless so what can i say a family business she um she goes to the ramp with me sometimes when i'm uh running the boats and all that stuff are you listening for your daughter too 
No, I'm, I don't <laughs> have kids. No, my doorbell rang. I'm just but, uh, no, I don't have kids. One second. So I'm going to pause this actually. One second. Why does that stuff always make you sweat? <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> we oh. had a slight hiccup and a delay, but anyway, we're back again. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh uh, we said that this is not going to be a normal podcast so um, let's just stick to that because we're, this hasn't been a normal podcast but I hope it's cheered everyone's day up as much as it has cheered ours up so um, absolutely brilliant um, me and Eric were talking about uh, you know his um, neighbours coming to him asking him about you know advice and as well wanting to partner with him because they've seen him, you know, grow his business into something which has been, you know, uh, what many people would say quite successful. They've wanted to partner with him in the sense of becoming a business partner with him or providing a, a, a boat because uh, that's what the industry he's in, as we've been talking about. But something that has led him on from his uh, boating industry, which is his 30A boat valet, which has now pushed him into leading and helping people um, you know, with their businesses as well. Um, and he's working on something which is what he calls his multi-channel referral-based social media. Now, that means you are, you know, collaborating with businesses, uh, you're mm -hmm. collaborating with people. It yep. has led you on to collaborate with people you may not have actually thought of collaborating with before, but it's yeah. allowed your business to grow in something completely different that you never thought of. Explain to people how it actually started and, and why it started. Well, it started with, um, to go back to the, the very beginning of it, there were, there were six other charters um, I helped get started before I started mine. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the only reason I hadn't started mine and I helped them start theirs first was simply just a lack of resources. Um, and, uh, to get even more honest than that, it was, I was trying to come up with the money for it. Um, and so what I did is I helped them out and I, uh, was an operator for them. So I drove their boats and that was how I basically built up the capital to go start my charter. So what I did know is how to market. Um, and so what I brought to the table for them was saying, okay, get on this platform, get on this platform, get on this platform. Um, I'll write the listings for you. I'll get the pictures. I'll help you build out, build out your listing and I'll help you, you know, market, uh, market the business and get the bookings. Because for me, it was a vested interest. Like I know with me doing this, it's going to take off. Um, and the more bookings they get, the more work I have and the faster I can make more money. So it was like a chain reaction, you know, um, a domino effect. <clears throat> so that's what I did with all six of them. Um, and they all got, uh, you know, they all did it successfully. Um, one guy was to the point where he was doing, I don't know, he was doing well, I'll just put it that way. Mm. Um, I don't remember what his exact numbers were, but he had a very good year. Um, and there were a couple others that did the same thing. And, uh, and so, um, I finally started mine and that went back to, okay, they're all on, these guys are finding that they don't want to focus on all these different channels. They want to focus on one because it does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to go in and manage all these different platforms. Right. My thought was was the other way. I'm like, I don't want to have just one channel because, you know, if something happens with that channel, you're done. You have to go build up another channel. So what I did was I got on every platform I could think of and find. And then I went to what my kind of what I do best. I learned Facebook groups a long time ago um, from buying and selling luxury watches. I'd buy them off the groups and I'd sell them back into the groups, right? So I was like, okay, I can do the same thing with boats, getting booking. So I got in all the local groups, which I never gotten in local groups before. So I went into as many local Facebook groups as I could find, like, you know, travel groups and activities groups and places where visitors would go into to get information, you know, on, on staying here. 
So I got into those groups and just manually was like, my thought process process was no one will out content me. I will produce so much content that when a visitor goes into the group and they put boat rental or pontoon boat or uh, dolphin cruise, whatever, and they search by that in the group, my content will be at the top of the page because I'll just have so much in there. I will dominate these groups with content. And, and that's what I did. Um, uh, and to give you an idea of, of how much I grew my um, business Facebook page to several hundred likes and follows just from the content in those Facebook groups. So that was people clicking on my business page, going and looking at it, following it, and then, you know, unliking it. So it was all the manual, uh, what I would call grind work, grassroots work of manually putting the name out there and branding. And, um, and that's how I built the business. The majority of the business came from those Facebook groups and meeting other local businesses, um, people with rental properties, people that rent golf carts, uh, people that uh, like one guy's got an ax throwing business. So you, you know, you go in there and like you throw axes at a wall on purpose. And on top of that, you actually pay to do it. Um, talk about stress relief though. Jeez, <laughs> grab a 22 ounce ax and throw it at a wall as hard as you can and try to get it to stick. And, and like you lost, if it doesn't stay and you're like, I like this. I have to get this ax in that wall. Period. <laughs> so anyways, um, way off subject again, but I'm great at that. So <laughs> I networked with all these local businesses. And then I started getting to know the Facebook group admins, the owners of the groups, and explained to them what we do and why it's so much different than everybody else. And then what I would do is I'd say, um, let me take you for a ride on the boat so you can get a taste of, of what it's like. And um, the fun part was, is, you know, getting them on there and they're like, this isn't like, you're right. This isn't like any other company here. This, this is completely different. And, uh, and it kind of started seeing some, uh, some favor. In other words, like they liked it so much, they wanted to help somehow. Now you can't really get exclusivity in a group. I would love to, but you really can't because especially when there's so many members, you can't get the favor over a hundred thousand other people. It's hard to do that. So my whole thing wasn't necessarily looking for exclusivity, but looking for where I could get posts approved. I could, um, I could be recommended in other groups, you know, um, and, and maybe be one of the top you know, you know, vendors in the group or something like that. Um, and so that's what, that's what happened. And so I built it from Facebook groups. And then from there, I started getting into Google and, uh, you know, building my other pages and getting into all these other avenues. So now I have what, 110, 120 uh, platforms that I'm on. And, you know, some of them work together but but uh some of them don't so it's a lot of management work but that's how it's growing and uh and it, you know it's worked pretty well um hold on was that let me unlock this door real quick <laughs> sorry there we go yes people don't realize that you know as a business owner as an entrepreneur or anything like that that there is so much you have to do. People, I've been asked oh, yeah. before, you know, what do you do on a daily basis? To be honest, I don't know what I do on a daily basis because I don't have a routine because every day is a different day. Um, one day you might be doing this and the next day you might be doing 6,000 things because that's yeah. what you have to do. Yeah, you exactly. You just don't know. Uh, Your so schedule like is whatever whatever's got to be done. <laughs> exactly. Like you said, you know, that you have 120 groups that you're a part of to try and keep up with all those people it's nearly impossible it yeah. certainly is possible but it's not quite possible because you're always going to have to keep up with people oh by the way we're exactly. doing this and it's bad enough having 
a Facebook page, a Twitter page, an Instagram page, a LinkedIn page, a YouTube account, a TikTok account. And then you have to post your social media on that. And that's safe for one right. company. I do it for two companies and three companies. Now imagine doing that 15 times. Now imagine yeah. also doing that in 120 groups. Yeah. <laughs> not easy. No, um, it's not. It's not at all. It so, really comes down to prioritization. Yeah. So keeping up with people's work and, and for your own business, pushing yourself to continuously do business over and over again. If you think that you're going to start a business and within three months, six months, that you're just going to snap up business and nah, sorry, friends. You can not- if you do it right, but it takes a lot of hours and a lot of work. You can. It's possible, but it's just very hard. And most people won't do that. Yeah, but that's the thing is how many people are going to do that work? You know, how many people are going to work? Someone we were talking to someone. Exactly. I was talking (laughs) to someone the other day and they were like, um, uh, if you're going to work a job, which you think is just going to be your 40 hours a week, you're in the wrong. You're not even. Yeah. Don't don't think like that. You can't, Uh, you know, you're going to start at eight o'clock in the morning and you're maybe going to finish at 10 o'clock at night because that's how it is. Or later. Yeah. You don't know. You might have a day or two in a month, not a week, in a month where you're able to just say, do you know what? I'm going to have a day to relax. Yep. Or I have a few hours. I can, you know what? I'm going to finish a little bit early today because I want to give myself a little bit of a rest or be with the family or whatever. But don't think that you're just going to work your nine till five, like a normal job and your money just going to flow in all of a sudden. Absolutely not. So unless you all of a sudden have a team around you that you can just pay for, I don't know. Well, and just to give you an idea, um, I get up at 4 a.m. Yeah. And uh, I have my, I fix my coffee and I basically get right to work, take a break to work out and get my, you know, daily routine stuff in and then it's right back at it and um you know from from going to check on the boats make sure things are good not wet checking the batteries checking the tires on the trailers um checking the covers making sure pine pollen isn't you know covering everything uh you know because it's pine pollen season right now so everything's yellow Mm. um making sure that uh you know motors are taken care of props are in good shape tunes are looking good there's no cracks there's no holes there's no so checking on that every couple of days making sure my equipment is right i keep the jump pack you know so i can jump charge uh jump the batteries if i need to because what if i accidentally you know i had i did this the other day i got so busy focused on um getting this new boat parked right uh, because it's parked under like a, a barn type of structure and it's tight. And I'm like, I want to make sure I don't run into something with this 40 foot rig. Mm. Right. So I'm back in this 40 foot rig up and I get so focused on making sure that's right. Making sure the trailer's set back where, you know, how, how the owner has it, get the motor flushed, right. Make sure everything, you know, this stuff is done right. Plus doing my own boat. Right. And I forgot to turn the battery off and I always turn batteries off. I try to make a point of turning the battery off every day. So obviously it saves it. So the other night it's raining and cold. We had a cold front come through. It just dawned on me. I forgot to turn the battery off on his boat. So six 30 at night, which is dark here right now. Uh, Cause our time hasn't changed yet. So it's like, it's dark. It's dark, it's raining, it's windy, and it's cold. It's like 40, it was like 40 degrees then, 35, 40 degrees. Mm. Get my stuff together, grab my flashlights. I take off and go drive the, I think it's 20 minutes to get there. So I go over there. It's freezing. And I pull up there, I go in, and I, sure enough, I left the battery on. Turn the battery off, I realized I left the keys in the ignition too. Because I was so focused on trying not to hit something while I was backing his boat up, I just got off my routine. That wasn't part of my routine. You know, um, when I have to make new routines, it takes me a minute. You know, it takes me a few times to get used to it. So I pull the keys back out, put them in the spot, turn the batteries off. <clears throat> I'm like, okay, while I'm here, I should go check this. So this ended up, you know, turning into like a, a 40 minute ordeal. 
where it could have just been five minutes, go turn the battery off, be done. Well, I found a couple other things uh, that I just wanted to make sure were good. You know, 40 minutes later, I'm leaving. I'm like, all right, life of an entrepreneur, <laughs> life yeah. of a business owner. Nothing's, so, nothing's ever simple. It's always, if you think your path's going to be straight, you're always going to rock off from, from left it, to right. Yeah, it can be straight. It can be straight, but there's usually a little couple things to straighten out. <laughs> Yeah. So on, on that note, I would like to say it's been um, a very interesting podcast, to say the least. <laughs> say so. <laughs> no, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, it's been a pleasure listening to you and it's been an um, you know, absolute um, pleasure having you to talk about what you're doing and, and to hear about uh, what it is happening in, in you know, America. Some people, even myself, look, I don't know. I know about America. I watch a lot of sure. you know things happening in America, but to to hear that particular area like Florida mm -hmm. is not booming in the sense of what it should be in 2022. That is, you know, yacht companies, yacht hiring companies, charter companies, and all that. You would think that someone right now would be hitting that. Uh, it doesn't make sense. So to hear someone actually has the brains that they're working on it and they're in that, yeah. uh, good luck to you. It sounds yeah. like you have something clued on compared to other people. Yeah, it makes me wonder sometimes. Um, but oh, I know. Trust me. Like Miami, it's it's massive yachting down there, hmm. but not here. And I go, doesn't make sense. We have better water. Yeah. It's just Why? a name. It's just a name. Like, okay. Miami. I'll do it. So, no, uh, good luck with that. And um, appreciate it. Thanks very much for your for your time today. It's been a pleasure listening to you. But uh, again, I always say thanks very much for the listeners. Thanks for your time listening. Um, it's as much as a pleasure having you wasting your time. <laughs> Uh, listening to what sometimes myself and the guests have to say, but if it's not a waste of your time, it's been a pleasure for you uh, having your time. So thank you very much, listeners. Uh, thanks for another podcast by myself, Ross Martin. Thanks very much, Eric, for joining me today. Uh, once pleasure. again, he is from 30A Boat Valet um, as well. You know, he has what his email address is if you would like to speak to him about anything you can contact him on his website uh, which is oh, i was going to give him a something else for a second uh, <laughs> no i was going to give them the avalon i was like nope that is the wrong website um no go to 30a boatvalet.com again i'll put everything in the show notes so people can contact you directly on there um and thank you very much everyone have a good day have a good week and have a good weekend ahead take care and goodbye